Hello, and welcome to the Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name's Shari, and welcome to this week's episode, which as always is for entertainment purposes only. I am getting exposed to so much more bingo across the country these days. It is absolutely amazing me and tickling me. It's just, you know, you think you know so much and then you see the differences uh, in other places doing the same thing that you're technically doing. But it's, you know, there are different little nuances and everything. And it actually reminds me of years ago uh, when I was young, much, much, much younger, I was going to be a sign language interpreter. So I had signed up for a full year course. It was uh, five days a week eight hours a day uh, learning sign language. And uh, one of the people I was talking to was another interpreter, and she was explaining that, yes, we're in Southern California, and we have our own style of uh, sign language, but sign language, just like other dialects in the country, kind of differs from where you are. So you know how you have a Southern accent and you have a New Yorkie accent and, uh, you know, just all different types of uh, dialects across the country. That That's the same way with sign language. It's just like different kind of nuances that are out there and you have to kind of be aware of because a certain sign that we do out here isn't the same as the sign is back in another part of the country. So that's how I feel about bingo right now when I'm seeing all these other people playing bingo that I can actually observe while I'm watching TikTok, you know. So there's a couple of things in particular I learned. One of them is how the double action card that I'm really familiar with out here in California is played differently in other parts of the country. Most people are familiar with it. It's, you know, it's like a, what, like a uh, six by eight piece of paper that's got B, I, N, G, and O at the top of it. And under each one of those letters, you've got five squares. And in each square, you've got two numbers. You don't have to mark each number. You just need to mark one of those numbers in that square. And you have to get down the whole row. So you're going to try to do that for the entire double action uh, piece of paper. And whoever covers it all um, wins, okay? So that's pretty much the norm out here for double action. But I was watching somebody, and I hate to say it, I don't remember uh, who it was, but they were playing the same kind of paper. So I say, okay, I know what they're doing. They're playing, uh, you know, double action. But she was playing it where it was a triple bingo. So same thing. You only had to mark one number in each square, but it wasn't a coverall. It was a, it was a, a triple bingo. And she was waiting for uh, two numbers in particular. But it was like, wow, that's completely different than how we play it out here. And then there was another one, some lady I was watching. What we have out here, very popular, and I mean very popular, are the strips, okay? They are becoming so popular at so many places, and there are definitely a variety of them. But one of the most common ones, uh, I think a brief description of, would be five blocks on this uh, sort of long sheet. I guess it's, say, uh, about three inches by uh, eight or nine inches, something like that. might be a little longer, a little wider, but basically it's a long strip of paper with these five blocks on it. And in each of one of these blocks, you've got typically nine numbers, okay? You've got uh, three, three, and three, okay? Uh, and what you need to do is you need to get a triple dot. You need to get three of these numbers going across, or going in a straight line, I should say. That straight line can be horizontal, vertical, or diagonal, but they need to be connected. So it's uh, like a triple dot is what they call that. Now, sometimes you luck out and you get a free square, okay? So you only need to get a triple dot in four of the squares, 
even better. Sometimes you get two free squares. So that really increases your opportunity to win the game. Although I would actually say that for other people that really hasn't been the case for me. I actually tend to do worse when I've got the extra free squares than when I just have to play it straight through and uh, get it the best way I can. Uh, okay, so you just need to get a triple dot and like I said, either five, three, or, or four of those squares and that makes you the winner. But I was looking at somebody play the same game. It's the same strip. And what they had to do is they just had to cover all nine numbers in one of the squares. So, like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's totally different. You know, if I'd gone there and I didn't know that, I'd have been playing a completely different game. But it's just interesting how different things are, are played differently. Or I should say same game is played differently across the country. So that's one thing that I noticed was an interesting difference from how we play out here, uh, typically in Southern California. You know, uh, one of the other things I noticed, and this has been really quite common when I look at these players across the country, a lot of these places where they're playing, they all have the machines, Okay, God, I said that really loud. They have the machines. <laughs> anyway, out here in Southern California, unless you're playing in a casino, most of the bingo halls out here are all paper. All right. Nobody has a machine, which um, truth be told is my preference because I feel like it's more of a level playing field. But regardless, uh, I, I watch all these people playing on TikTok and almost all of them when they play are playing not only with paper, uh, but also with the machine or sometimes uh, probably just with the machine. And that's fine. That was interesting that they're doing that. But what seemed really particularly interesting is a lot of them are playing with several machines. You know, uh, one lady in particular I was watching, she had 11 machines on her table along with her paper. She had 11 of those machines. And in case people don't realize it, those machines are capable of having several games of bingo or several bingo cards incorporated in them. So while you've got your basic paper, a lot of, most of the time it's like a six on or a nine on, whatever, that machine has tons of games in it. So if you've got 10 machines, then you've like, you know, multiplied your opportunity to win substantially. So uh, again, that's part of the reason I don't like the machines because it seems like it's kind of a, you know, uh, a disadvantage to so many other people. But I was also surprised because out here, most of the bingo halls don't have the machines, okay? And again, that's the bingo halls. But the casinos have the, the, the bingo machines. And when you go there, those machines are like $25 a piece. You know, you can put all the stuff in it. Uh, but also out here, you can only have one machine. So it surprised me to see all those people having so many machines because uh, one, if there's $25 a piece, that's a lot of money right off the bat on all those machines. So I actually uh, asked one of the people playing, you know, how much their machines were. And she was saying that it was uh, $20. I think she said $20 or $25 for three. Okay, so that's not as bad as I thought. I mean, if it was $25 per machine, then that really racks up. And I think also in a lot of those places, while the machines uh, were uh, available, that the paper wasn't that expensive. I've noticed that a lot of these places, when people are playing the paper, the paper's only like $5, okay? And now here in Southern California, and most of the papers, like uh, again, not not the not the casinos, but the bingo halls, most of the paper is going to cost you like at least twenty five dollars. You know, for your basic. Most of the places I play, it's like thirty five dollars and up. But anyway, so I just think that's really interesting that. So many places back east do play with those machines and give people a pretty decent advantage. I'm sure a lot of people who are not winning are saying, yeah, not that much of an advantage. But anyway, at least you have that option. So that's kind of different. Now, another place where you're going to run into these machines are uh, out here in Las Vegas. They've got a big tournament coming up. Uh, South Point has got a big 
event that's paying over a million dollars over the course of two days. And although you automatically get a nine on sheet when you do the buy-in, which by the way is a pretty expensive buy-in, it's like 400 and something dollars for that buy-in, but the games are paying a minimum for these games is $20,000 if you win by yourself. And they actually have one or four games that are paying 50000 over the course of two days, as well as four that are paying 25000 over the course of the two days. So this is pretty substantial payout. But the main thing is, is that with all these people playing, you also have the ability to get a machine. And in fact, I, I think honestly, if you have any plan of winning any of these games, since there's going to be such a large amount of people playing that you kind of are forced to get the machines, okay? So, and I usually do. I get the machine and I get my nine on. This is going to be in Las Vegas. And so uh, typical, like Los Angeles, you can only play one machine. So it's not going to be a lot of people playing 10 machines or whatever. You're only going to be able to have one machine. The difference is that machine can have as many cards on it as you want, okay, for this uh, tournament. It's a million-dollar bingo tournament. Like I said, tw minimum payout is going to be $20,000 a game. But you can have as many cards in that machine as you want, which is just crazy. I think the last time I played, they actually had to wait for an hour because so many people were packing their machine with uh, cards that they had to redo the system to add so many more cards uh, to the system to, to make them available for people to purchase. Okay, that's how many cards people were buying. Uh, there were people who were spending $1,000 for cards to be in this machine. I'm sure there are people who are spending more than that because, like I said, you're playing for the opportunity to win $20,000. So it was quite a substantial amount of machines being played at this the event. I, by the way, heard somebody stuck with the one nine on in, in one money. I think I mentioned that in one of the other podcasts. But the odds are that you really, really are going to be forced to have to buy one of these machines. So what I think is odd, though, is when I see people, and they definitely were, there are people there are playing, and they're just playing the machine. They're not playing paper along with the machine, which seems strange to me, because th then you're not really playing bingo the machine's playing bingo. You're just waiting to yell. Now, of course, if you do yell, I'm sure you're just as happy because you're still getting that amount of money. But it just seems odd to me. I, I, I can't do that because usually you see them, they're sitting there and they've got like a magazine or they're watching TV. And you know what? Hey, if that makes you happy, I'm all for it. I think that's wonderful. We're all here to have a good time. I'm just saying for me personally, it just isn't as much fun to play the game if I'm just sitting there watching the machine pop up these numbers and I'm not actually participating participating in it as well. So we'll see. I'm going to be going to that event. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast or a lot of my fellow TikTokers are probably going to be at that event as well. I hope I run into people and I hope everybody does well, whether they're playing on a machine or whether they're playing just on paper. I hope everybody wins some big money. Well, there have been some pretty interesting things going on since my last podcast, particularly in the area of my bingo playing. The first thing I want to mention is that there is a location that I play at and last week there was a lady actually sitting at my table. She was sitting at the end of my table who won nine times in a single night. Okay. Nine times in a single night. I've never seen that before. Uh, Lord knows I've never done that before. I always start to feel guilty when I've won once and I'm praying that I'll at least win one more time or a couple more times. I feel like that's kind of greedy, but this woman won nine times 
times, okay? She walked out of that place with at least $5,000, okay? Probably a lot more. I wasn't really counting them all up, but she absolutely had a nice substantial win for herself and very proud of her. God bless you. When you have that kind of luck, you go for it. And, uh, you know, hopefully you spread the wealth along the way. But that's all everybody was talking about when they were leaving the bingo hall that night. Everybody, you can just hear the whispering stuff. I don't know if her luck continued after that time, but that was a really good night for her. I'm sure she's probably still counting that money because it was amazing. So that was good for her. But I've actually had a pretty nice time this last couple of weeks myself. I've won a couple of instants. I won a another $100 zipper instant. And then I won a $250 instant out over at uh, Bosco Tech. They were trying to get rid of these tabs. You know, the tabs where you actually aren't playing to win numbers for a game. You're just pulling the tabs to win a substantial amount of money. And it was late in the night and they kept saying, oh, we're, you know, we've got a few more of these left and there's still a couple of 250 instants out there. And between you and me, I totally thought they were lying. You know how they try to get you to buy these things. I totally 100% thought they were pulling my leg. But I thought, you know, I got a few extra bucks I haven't spent. So let me just go ahead and help them out. And I'll buy uh, 10 of these tabs just for the hell of it and everything. And son of a gun. <laughs> Yay, baby. I got a $250 instant. So that was fun. That was uh, a nice surprise for the end of the night over at that location. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to win an instant because you have to put very little effort into it. But then on the same night, I'm sitting there and I was playing a strip and they have two different types. Some pay uh, $750, and on this particular night, they were actually paying $1,000, okay? And I have not won a strip of this place ever. But we were playing the game, and it was going really well. In fact, so well that my number was the next number in the window. But of course, you know what happened. Some little person, I was going to say twit, <laughs> but some person uh, yelled bingo. I was like, son of a God, you got to be kidding me. My number for the first time to win a strip is sitting in the window. Uh, but you know what? That person waved off. Again, so for those of you who don't know, that means she said that she didn't have it. Okay, so that was, I was like, yeah, baby. So they go ahead, they call the next number, which by the way, it was uh, G47. They call the number. I go, bingo. Actually, I'm playing in the car. So technically I honk my horn. So I'm honking my horn. Turns out not only did I win, somebody else inside the bingo hall won too. But again, I, you know, I split $1,000. That was $500. So it was not a bad night. I had the $250 instant. I had the $500 on the strip. Uh, I was pretty exciting. So that was nice. I had a, a pretty good week. I was on a losing streak for such a long time. I feel like, okay, we've got our momentum going. It's going well. Hopefully we're going to keep this up for a while. So we'll see. Well, that's it for this week's episode of The Broke Bingo Addict. As always, I really appreciate you listening and supporting my show. Uh, it means a lot to me, and I hope you'll continue to do so. I hope if you get a second, you'll check me out on TikTok and support me there as well. In the meantime, take care until our next episode of The Broke Bingo Addict. It's not a game. It's a red stick.